Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We come now to day 134. Is that right? I was at 135. Did I forget to advance my number? Hmm. Okay, nope, that's right. It's day 134. Sorry. <laughs> Romans chapter 5 is our text for today. A wonderful chapter. Uh, let's pray and ask God's help as we look, look to his word today. Father, thank you for your word, which is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that your word shows Christ to us, even as it shows us our need for Christ and, and the gospel benefits that we receive in Christ. And we pray that you would write your word on our hearts today and help us to hear it, receive it, believe it, and respond in faith to it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin was not counted where there is no law, yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through the one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. 
Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is Romans chapter 5 in the English Standard Version. With chapter 5, we come to a new section, really, in the book of Romans. We've moved from justification, which was really the theme from chapter 3, verse 21, through the end of chapter 4, into our, our sanctification. What now? How now do we live as those who have been justified by faith in Jesus Christ? So just to back up a little bit, you had the introduction to Romans uh, in chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, verses 16 and 17, were the thesis statement for Romans, not ashamed of the gospel, it's the power of God for salvation for all who believe. And then it's, well, what are we saved from and why do we need being saved? So that starts at chapter 1, verse 18, the wrath of God being revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodliness of men continues from 118 down to 320, where we're, we're told everybody is sinful, everyone is condemned, everyone is guilty before God. And then in 321 begins the gospel of justification by faith alone in Christ alone, who is the, the sacrifice for our sins, who, who has done the work to save us. And so we need to believe in him. And that's been from 321 through chapter 4, the justification by faith. But now it's the application of that and the outworking of that. How do we now live? And it's sanctification and it's the hope of glory that motivates us as we stand in our justification, we make progress in our sanctification, and we strive ahead toward our glorification. So we see this connection. We have been justified by faith, verse 1. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's finished. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been justified by faith, and you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is a finished, declared, complete, you have it. Now you have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And if you stand in that place of grace, then you can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now you haven't received that yet because that's hope. You don't hope for what you already have. You hope for what you don't yet have. So you, you have already received something and that's justification by faith, peace with God, access by faith into the grace in which you stand and you rejoice in the hope of something that's yet to come, and that is the glory of God. So you're already saved, but you're not yet glorified. You already have peace with God, but you do not yet have, have the glory of God. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, in the meantime, frankly, we're going to have to endure quite a bit of suffering. And so we can rejoice in our sufferings. We can know that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So in the now, between the already and the not yet, we live in the now and we endure suffering, but we do it with endurance and character and hope that does not put us to shame. How can we do this? Because, or for, while we were weak, while we were the enemies of God, God showed his love for us in that Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so if we know that when we were weak, 
when we were enemies of God, when we were sinners against God, when we were justly condemned by his wrath, Christ died for us and took the penalty we deserve on himself, we can have all the more confidence that having been justified by his blood, verse 9, much more we will be saved by him from the wrath of God. You see, when Jesus comes again and the glory of God is revealed, there will be wrath for those who do not believe. But we have an unshakable hope, a hope that does not disappoint, because we know that our sins have been cleansed by Christ. While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And so we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Paul gives us a little bit of theological background on this. How is it that we can be saved and have hope on the basis of another man's actions, of what he did for us in our place? Well, point of fact, we were condemned and sin was brought into the world through another man's actions. And that's Adam. So sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. And death spread to all men because all men sinned. And so grace comes in by the one man. The free gift of the grace of God comes by that one man, Jesus Christ, and it abounds for many. Now there's one trespass, Adam's, but then we all trespass like Adam and we all deserve the condemnation. After many, many, many trespasses, there's one act of obedience. And I believe that one act of obedience is the totality of Christ's life of active obedience and his death in our place and his rising again from the dead. That one act um, of righteousness, which is the totality of Christ's life, verse 18, leads to justification and life for all men, for all men who are in Christ. Just as all men who are in Adam sin like Adam and receive the death sentence that Adam deserves, so all men who are in Christ receive the blessing of the obedience of Christ by grace, by grace. So you say, well, what does the law have to do with this? What does the law do? Well, the law comes in, in verse 20, to increase the trespass. That is, to make it clear to us, not that the law causes us to sin more, but the law clearly identifies and names our sin so that we are without excuse, right? So the law comes in and the law says, you're guilty, you're guilty, you're guilty. But as we sin more, sin increases. We've broken this law and we've broken this law and we've broken this law. Christ comes in with an abounding grace. Sin increases by addition. Grace is abounded by multiplication is the emphasis of the Greek there. There's a gradual increase of sin, one after another, but there's an abundant overflow of grace because grace reigns through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So our progress in sanctification, our progress in enduring suffering and developing character and getting a more sure hope is entirely based upon what Christ has done for us in his perfect righteousness, which is our justification, 
and in what God has promised to us in our glorification. So anchored in our justification in Christ and anchored as well to our coming glorification in Christ, we make progress on the solid ground of grace through the righteousness of Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of life and hope through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who is our sufficient righteousness and our eternal life. Help us to hold on to him and not trust in ourselves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that is Romans chapter 5. And tomorrow we're going to be going back to Exodus. Exodus chapter 37 is on tap next for day 135. Hope you can join us for that. And as always, I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.